Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And today is episode 141, and it's entitled, What do I do when I feel apathetic? Now, the, the definition of apathy is a lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. And this last, especially yesterday, I felt very apathetic. You know, I think as singles, like, I I talk all about being happy and single on this podcast, but I think you guys all know the truth. The truth is I still want to be married to the girl of my dreams more than anything else. And for years, I've kind of just waited for that to happen. And it, and it hasn't gotten that much closer. You know, and there's moments where you think some, something promising is going to start working out and then it doesn't. And maybe another word for apathy is just giving up. And so for whatever reason, when I woke up yesterday, I just felt not good. I mean, I'd gone, the night before I'd gone to one of those Brazilian steakhouses called Rodizio Grill, and I'd eaten way too much food, because that's how they're designed. So I'm not sure if that had anything to do, but I really did. I just felt super apathetic yesterday. I didn't want to hardly do anything. And and I kind of just... Went through the motions a little bit, went through the motions. Um, now, the, the day I'm referring to happened to be a Sunday. And even right before I was supposed to go to church, I really wasn't feeling it. And then fortunately, I, I ended up going anyways, which is always a good thing to do. And one of the talks that was given talked about how she'd gone through a hard time when she was serving a mission for the church and how, you know, she watched this video about somebody else that had gone through something really hard. They'd lost half of their family in a car accident to a drunk driver. And that kind of shifted her. You know, and and it's like when we feel apathetic, we, I don't know if it's like we really want to change. We just, I don't know, you're kind of just melancholy. You're kind of just there. I mean, if you don't want to feel apathetic anymore, then all you have to do is throw yourself into life and you're going to feel better. At least a little bit better than you were before. You know, and it's interesting because we, there, there was an insight that came to me when we were in church. There was a few insights that came to me in church. But one of those, there was a group of people, that this, this family, and you can read this in the Book of Mormon in 1 Nephi 17, but in the very first few verses... 
It says they sojourned in the wilderness for eight years. Now, for whatever reason, I decided to look it up and see, look at that journey and see how long, because with Google Maps, you can even see how long a, walk, a walking route will take you. And the route that took them eight years should have taken them 30 days, 31 days. And you start thinking and thinking, it's like, oh, wow. Maybe this was a little bit like the children of Israel that wandered in the wilderness for 40 years because they weren't ready to go to the promised land. I, I don't know, guys. Maybe, maybe we're not ready. It's almost like we go to Heavenly Father and say, you know, I don't feel like doing anything. And I know I'm not the only person that feels this way. We all want companionship. We all want somebody to, to hold us and comfort us and tell us it's going to be okay when we go out in the world, out in the battlefield and get messed up. And, and there's no substitute for that. You can have great friends that support you, but there's no substitute for actually having another member of the opposite sex that you're super interested in that's holding you and comforting you and saying they give a care about you. And for me, that's all I've ever wanted. The only thing I've ever wanted, I haven't been able to have. But one of the first insights or revelations that I was given yesterday at church that had nothing to do with what anyone was talking about, it just happened during the sacrament meeting, I was reminded of something that somebody once said that most people can't focus even for five minutes on one thing. But you better believe I can focus a really, really long time on what I don't have. But all I have to do is I just have to shift my focus. I have to shift my focus and say, okay, well, I can pay attention to this part of my life that hasn't worked out to this point. Or I can say, okay, what, what's something I want to throw myself into? When you throw yourself into something, you generally have to pay more attention to that than whatever worries and thoughts you had going through your head before. And then last night I went and heard, I, I had some friends speaking at an, at an event last night. It's like a, a church speaking thing. We call it a fireside, but I had a couple friends speaking at one of those. And I went not terribly wanting to go. Like I... I wanted to support my friends, but I really just wanted to stay home and I wanted to work on the things I needed to. And even before then, I'd actually watched part of Moana. You know, and the part that, that really resonated with me of how she was called to do something. And she kept trying and trying and trying and her dad wouldn't let her. And finally she was able to 
she was able to venture out and she, you know, she struggled. She had her, her challenges. But every one of us is called to do something. And if we focus on all those things that are wrong with our life or not where we want them to be, that's not going to help us get any closer to doing the things that we're meant to. One of the questions that came to me as I was sitting there, because what I really wanted to do that night, last night, was stay at home and kind of focus on the year ahead. You know, it was my birthday recently in July, and, and I just wanted to stay home. I wanted to stay home and kind of focus on, okay, what, what are my goals? What do I want to do for this year? And it was interesting because as I sat there and as I, as I was in the beginning of this meeting, the thought kind of came to me that, hey, if, you know, by July 10th, 2024, the Lord was willing and had given me everything I wanted, what would I want? And after that, it kind of started flowing. Well, I take this, I take this, I take this. It's almost like Heavenly Father offers us and says, hey, right now, I can give you so many things. I just can't give you that one. And we're like, aw. We kind of put our head down and just walk out of the store. And then we walk back in the store and he's like, I can give you anything you want in here. Except that. Aw. And, and we leave the store again. And then when I got home is when something really, really clicked for me. And basically the question was, how long do I want to stay in this station of life? How long? How long do I want to stay in my current living situation? How long do I want to stay with the current challenges that I face? And then out of all places, I was led to a movie that I've referenced in, I think there's actually a podcast on this podcast called Something About Your Groundhog Day. And so I was led to the movie Groundhog Day. And I was reminded again, the only time that things started to change for him is when he started to do things differently. And then I actually made an emphasis last night and today to almost constantly have a book on in the background. And, and the book I'm currently listening to is The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale, which combines, you know, positive conf confidence, affirmations and all that, all that stuff with the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is so awesome. Because there's so many great affirmations in the Bible. And I started listening to that and listening to that and listening to that. <laughs> I'd been pondering on this question for a while. Like, what do you do when you're feeling apathetic? You have a couple choices. You can stay where you're at, living the same exact life that you're having. Or you can try to play around and try some experiments. Like I said, I, I was feeling, you know, very just apathetic. I, and, and I guess uh, Norman Vincent Peale put it a different way in his book. He's like, 
that what you're really feeling is self-pity. I'm, I'm feeling sorry for myself that I don't have the life that other people do that I want to have. That I don't have the, the woman of my dreams in my life right now. It's almost like we're sitting there and waiting, playing chicken with God, saying, hey, I'm, I'm pretty stubborn. I, I can hold down this routine of doing nothing longer than you can. <laughs> and if you guys have seen the meme before of, you know, somebody challenges somebody to do something, like, oh, they'll never do that. And it's like, oh, hold, hold my chocolate milk. <laughs> God can wait infinitely for you. And it's not just you that's missing out. It, you are not the only person that misses out on blessings in your life because we're not doing the things that we feel guided to do. Every other person that you're meant to serve, they are also missing out on the blessing of having you in their life. All because we, we won't stop pining. Which in my definition is sitting on a pine bench and waiting for things to change. And, and sometimes we get angry and we get frustrated. We're like, this isn't fair. I've been good. I've done the things I'm supposed to. Why isn't this happening? And what comes to my mind is that of a combination lock. One of those really big ones on a massive safe that has so many amazing things inside that it has lots of combinations or lots of different numbers in the combination. You might have gotten some of those combinations right. But there's other things that you're not doing in your life. And if you're just not in a place to do anything, Hey, just stick around. Life will get better. Start setting little tiny goals for yourself. You know, I love this book, The Artist's Way with Julia Cameron, where she says, hey, just start setting little goals. The little tiniest goals. I mean, your goal might be as simple as, you know what? I'm going to read five minutes in a book today. You don't have to set grandiose and marvelous goals. You just have to set the next one that comes to you. We're so, bit, we're so worried about making, like not wasting time in our lives that we waste so much time thinking about the right thing to do. Be calm, be patient, and take the next step. It's like right before this, I, I was making different phone calls and I just... Today, I've just been trying an experiment of lying down for a few minutes and just seeing what comes to my mind. Because as I shared before, a lot of those urgent thoughts that come to our mind are not from the Spirit. And I just sat there. And after just a few moments, it's like, hey, call this person. Called that person, left a message. And then after that, it was like, hey, call this person. And then it was like, hey, you know what? Why don't you go record that podcast? Okay, well, it's Monday. I normally record on Thursdays, but... Okay. I, I have wanted to do this podcast on apathy. 
And you know, sometimes we really feel down and out and even bitter. We're bitter that we don't have the person of our dreams in our lives right now. And who knows, you might, you might be bitter for a different reason, but I, I think we do. We all have a little bit of, a little bit of bitterness. Because we're saying, God, like, what, what I want is a good thing. And maybe he's saying, you know what, it will be good, but not in this moment. Not right now. I've got other things for you to do. I remember a particularly hard time of my life, a very hard time of my life, where something I really wanted to happen had not happened, and actually the opposite of that had happened. And I became numb. And, and I'll be honest, guys, I still am partially numb. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm functioning, but I'm, I'm somewhat numb. Now you go through the motions, you do everything that you, you try to do and you think you can do. Sometimes it's okay to just be numb. You know, I've, I've heard said that when somebody hurts themselves drastically, like, you know, cuts off a finger or something, that numbness kicks in right away. And it's to prevent a massive amount of pain. Maybe it's okay to feel numb. And then when you want to try to feel something different, you can. If you happen to be feeling numb right now, if you happen to be feeling apathetic, what my invitation to you would be to do? Pick anything you want to go do and do it. You might be thinking, no, Joseph, I have to work. I have to do this. I have to do this other. Okay. You know, and, and maybe you do have a, a set work schedule and stuff, but if you're able to, I would invite you to just go throw yourself into something fun that you enjoy. Throw yourself into something. Like, let yourself live your life. And the question that really got me was, okay, like, do I really want to continue living the way that I'm living? And the answer is no. If, if I am single for X amount of years, however long X is, wouldn't I rather be traveling the world? Wouldn't I rather be enjoying my life? Wouldn't I rather be completing goals and inspiring other people around me instead of sulking? Because that's really what it is, is when we feel that self-pity and even apathy, maybe it's just about focusing so much on ourselves that we don't realize there's other people in this world too. And there's no judgment in that. I've, I've done that many times and still do plenty of times. You know, something was said by one of the guys at our, our church yesterday about how when the children of Israel were wandering in the wilderness, 
how they worshipped idols. And they even brought up how we've made marriage an idol. We've, we've made marriage this idol that that's going to be the end all to all of our problems, all of our challenges. It will bring all of our joys and everything else. And it's not going to. If you've spent time with married people, normal married people, for any amount of time, you realize they have their moments that are amazing and awesome. How do you realize they have their moments that are really hard? Like I used to love when I was going to BYU, where people get married super, super young. If you go to the grocery store on one aisle, you're going to find like this couple that just is on their honeymoon or just got back from their honeymoon and they're all looking in each other's eyes. They're running into stuff. They're running into the shelves, not even paying attention where they're going because they're just that in love with each other that they don't even want to take their eyes off of each other. You're like, whoa, 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 watch out for your, watch out, <laughs> you know? And then the next aisle, you see a, a mom and dad that have been married for a few years that are trying to struggle with their, their, their triplets or whatever they are uh, as they make it through and you know, try to pay for everything at the same point. I know that the adversary is the great deceiver. He is the father of all lies, no matter how small, no matter how large. And one of his biggest lies is you will be happier then. Oh, Joseph, once you're married, you know what? Then life's going to flow exactly as you want it to. It doesn't work that way. When you understand that if a thought doesn't leave you feeling peace, it's generally not from Heavenly Father. Now, why in the world would the adversary want to keep you thinking, oh, marriage, I just want to be married. I just want to be married. Because in the meantime, he's stopping you from doing a lot of good in the world. And it doesn't matter what it is. Maybe for you, it's not marriage. Maybe it's when I get this certain job. Maybe when I, say I get this project finished. Maybe it's whenever I... I did a really cool article years ago called Happy When I Land. And it's like, I'll be happy when I get to this space in my life. N no, you won't. You'll be happy when you engage in your life where you're at and say, you know what? This is where I'm at. I have, I have a choice. But my choices are, do I want to be stuck in my Groundhog Day forever? Or am I willing to start making the changes, start serving other people, start putting other people first in my life instead of thinking Joseph's problems are so big and so harsh? Everybody's got problems. And the one thing I know is generally my problems are so much more important to me than anybody else's. The other thing I know is by focusing on my problems and the challenges that I've been facing for years hasn't gotten me where I've wanted to be. I don't know how it's going to work out when we get to the other side with Heavenly Father and be like, yeah, you just didn't give me, the, you, you never gave me the person of my dreams, so I chose to do nothing with life. You 
you know, one of the things that I've said, and even on this podcast, I've said it, I've said, Hey, you know what? If you're, if you do everything that you know to do, and you know, kind of speaking a little bit, just from my experience, my spiritual experience and understanding, if, you know, if I do everything right, if I, I go to the temple, if I stay active, if I stay faithful to the different covenants that I've made with Heavenly Father and just stay active and faithful and able to go to the temple, I'm good. I don't know. <laughs> the more I think about that, I'm sure he's going to be super happy about that. But he's given me missions. He's given me gifts. He's, he's said, this is what I have for you to do. And I know what some of those are. And I'm thinking in my head, it's like, ah, I don't want to. You give me what I want and I'll give you what you want. Now, if you've ever actually tried to reason with God or barter with God, it doesn't work. He's almost patsy on the head. He's like, oh, that's cute. You think you're God now? <laughs> you think you can tell me what to do? Well, you know, it's almost like the little kid that tries to tell their parent, I'm going to throw a tantrum on this floor. I'm going to throw that tantrum and you're going to give me what I want. Well, the difference between most imperfect parents and God, God's the perfect parent. He'll let you throw the tantrum there in the middle of the floor all day, all year, and your entire life long. I do know people that really have lived with a chip on their shoulder their entire life. And you see it in them. Now, there is no judgment there because there's plenty of times I live with a chip on my shoulder. Maybe it's time to stop throwing our little tantrums. And I don't know, I'm, I'm just throwing stuff out here, but maybe apathy is a form of a temp temper tantrum. And maybe not, maybe I went too far there. Because when you're apathetic, like, you don't think, of, like, we're not thinking soundly. And maybe the best, the best thing sometimes when we're apathetic is just to go rant to Heavenly Father. Just go rant. Go tell Him everything that you're upset and frustrated about in your life and everything that you're doubting, everything that's scaring you, everything that, insert whatever here. And He'll listen. There's something about having something, somebody listen to you. I mean, or even a good trusted friend. Sometimes if you tell somebody, I'm feeling apathetic, they might be like, oh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> that might've been me in, back in the day. But once you've lived it, once you know what that feels like, just, I just want to throw a, I just don't want to take another step forward. We're just listening to the wrong voice. That's just the adversary. That's that crazy leprechaun thinking in our head that's like, they're there, rest here now. And we're in like the middle of a desert. <laughs> if you rest in a desert, you're going to die. <laughs> that's, that's, just, that's just the way it's going to go. You, you sit down too long without proper protection in a desert, shade, etc., water, you're going to die. 
And sometimes when you're in the midst of your own emotional desert, where you just aren't feeling connected to anything, like we have to turn to the person that can give us that water, just Heavenly Father. And we have to put ourselves in places where he can give us the message that he wants to give us. He gives us so much inspiration, so much ability. All we have to do is show up. Even if we really, really don't want to, we say, well, this is what God's asked me to do, so I'm going to do it. And he will do so much more for you than you could begin to imagine. So I want to back up a little bit. Like, are you feeling apathetic in your life? Are you feeling that lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern? First of all, go do something you love. Go do something you really, really enjoy. Whatever that is for you. Maybe it's a bike ride. Maybe it's a walk. Maybe it's you know, going to the ocean. Maybe it's going to Disneyland. Go do something that makes you feel like a little kid. I don't think little kids generally get apathetic. Our little kids are so full of wonder and joy and excitement. It's almost like sometimes our giant task list can take it out of us. Could totally take it, the wind out of our sails. Well, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Slow down. Slow down. Maybe when you're apathetic, you really just need to be still and know that he's God. I'd say even be still and know that he's got you. In the palm of his hand. Because he's engraving you in the palms of his hands. When you understand that God has you in the palm of his hands. Just be still. This... this the answer to this question of what do you do when you feel apathetic? I believe the answer is put yourself in places that Heavenly Father can speak to you. You know, like I did yesterday by going to church when I didn't really feel like going. You know, it wasn't like I had this moment. It's like, Joseph, go to church. It, it was simply the scales tipped a little bit further to the left than they did to the right. <laughs> and then Heavenly Father was able to speak to me. We're so often scanning for answers instead of listening. We, we again want to save so much time that we just scan and scan and scan for answers. But when you're just still, when you allow your mind to quiet and be still, that's when 
that's when God can come in and help you. I mean, plenty of times I, I walk into church and I'm like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? And, and I'm like, amazing, great, wonderful, blah, blah, blah. And I was not there yesterday. Just walked in and saw the first person I wanted to sit by, who was an incredibly, incredibly happy person. And just, yeah. And then I was just there. I was just still. Maybe it's as simple as saying, Heavenly Father, I'm feeling apathetic today. And you help me? Can you help me feel like I have an interest again, enthusiasm, etc.? He might have also been up there saying, Hey, Joseph, maybe don't eat seven pounds of meat or whatever the number was. <laughs> and you might feel better. <laughs> you know, I think one of my favorite depictions of what our relationship with Heavenly Father could be like is that in the movie Hercules where Zeus essentially comes to life in the statue and he's just so cheery, so joyful, and so happy to see Hercules come talk to him. Like a lot of times we think of God as a very harsh God. But in my moments of just absolute need, without even asking, he's been there. And I want you to know why you feel apathetic, why you feel down. Because we have an adversary. We have that crazy leprechaun thinking. We have habitual thought. And if he can keep you down, he can stop you from serving the people around you and lifting up the world as a whole. So quite simply, guys, what do you do when you feel apathetic? Be still. Go talk to God. Tell him how you're feeling. Tell him you're feeling apathetic. Tell him you're sad. Tell him you're frustrated. Tell him you're miserable. And, and you can even pour out your heart to him and say how bad you want to be with the person of your dreams. And he listens. You don't have to pray the right way. He just wants you to talk to him. You know, we learn in the Bible that Moses spoke to God face to face. All he, all he wants you to do is talk to him like a person. So that's my invitation to you guys today. If you're feeling apathetic, you don't have to go out. You don't have to sprint. You don't have to go do a thousand million different things. You just have to be still and know that God is there. Know that He cares about you and loves you so much that He lets you suffer. That's where the growth happens. And all you got to do is be still and know that He is God. 
and eventually you'll feel better. Guys, I just want to share as well, like it doesn't matter what brings you back into the real world, what, what gives you an interest and a joy and excitement for life. It doesn't matter. Maybe it's being still and there's probably been other moments that I've just got involved in something and really enjoyed that. And so it really, really doesn't matter is what I'm saying. But you can kind of treat it as an experiment. Try being still. Try reading something you love. Try watching a funny movie. But allow yourself to be where you're at. It doesn't do any good faking it. Now, I know some people would argue with that, and I, and I could probably even make an argument against that too, but I really do. I just want to invite you to do whatever comes to your mind. See, the part about being still, it's, it might be like you're still, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know what? You haven't played this sport in a while. You haven't done this in a while. Why don't you go do that? Because Heavenly Father wants you to have fun. He wants you to get his work done too, but he also wants you to have fun. So if there's something that you really love that you haven't done in quite some time, maybe go do that too. Play around with it. See what you guys learn. And, and feel free to message me on Instagram and share your thoughts with me. And Now once again, go do whatever you feel inspired to do. Now if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on. And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one -on -one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one -on -one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world. Then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.